Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. For a DIY, creator-first, indie-friendly medium as podcasting is, it's shocking how little control you, the podcaster, have over the podcasting experience. Hello and welcome to another Podcast Pontifications with me, Evo Terra. You know, every week, if not every day sometimes, it seems like there's a new uproar somewhere in the podcasting ecosystem. And this week, today, is no different. <laughs> and what it really strikes me is as I, as I read these articles and I see these battles or whatever else that's being thrown around out there, I'm, I'm struck with, well, what I said at the beginning. I'm shocked when you start peeling things back at how little control we have as publishers of the content that without which there would be no podcasting. And you may think that's funny and weird because hold on, Evo, I, I do what I want on my show, man. I don't have the FCC breathing down my guide, my neck or whatever country regular I can do. I can say and do things that I want. True. Not discounting that, but Instead, but with the, you know, you can say whatever you want, but you got to have somebody listening to it. And there are a lot of people connected in the middle two very specific groups that are connected in the middle that have a lot more control than you do as a publisher. Let, let me explain. Again, you have control of the content you produce. Most of that is, is true. The vast majority of the times it's the podcaster Unless you've got your own internal challenges, you can do or say whatever you want on your show and let the chips fall where they may. I agree with that 99% of the time. It's a handful of times where you have some automatically generated content that I don't think podcasters are either aware of or certainly aren't exercising good judgment on. But regardless of that, let's just say I agree. Podcasters have the control of the content they produced. But it's the podcaster's hosting company the people who are responsible for generating the RSS feed and hosting the media files, making the embeddable player that you can use on your website, perhaps even controlling some of the social aspects of distribution and, and sometimes distribution itself by having direct pipelines between the hosting company and one platform or another. They, the hosting company, Control all of the technical aspects of that. You, you don't get a say, podcaster, and, and nor do you want a say, really, honestly. You don't get a say in the technical aspects. And the thing I want you to think about for a moment, one of those technical aspects is security. Security of the information that is being exchanged. You can't choose to do something more secure because, again, you're just 
creating audio content. Somebody else has to create that additional layer of security, and you trust your podcast hosting providers to do that for you. Then there are the listening apps themselves, because, look, having a podcast hosting company is great. You got an RSS feed and a place to host your file, and yes, a player on your website, but realistically, we all know as podcasters here that the vast majority of listen happens through an app somewhere, and that app oftentimes is not controlled by the hosting provider. It's another third party that the listener has chosen. You, the podcaster, get to choose your hosting provider. They, the listener, get to choose the app. And that's the democratization that we want around podcasting. But those listening apps really own the power and the relationship with the listener, not you. The app themselves has much more direct information on the listener and control of the listener than you do. And when you think about it, you don't have any say in how the listening app displays your content because they're just pulling your content from your RSS feed like they're pulling all other 1.5 million podcasts from their RSS feeds, and they do things in a uniform way. Any changes you want to the way it displays, you have to go back to your hosting provider and hope that they are doing things properly to make modifications, go into your own content and change that. You know, they really control almost 100% of the listener experience. When you think about it, the listener experience of podcasting is by and large controlled all within that listening app, which we don't have a lot of access and control over. And you want to switch away from that, you think? Get your listeners to switch away if there's a bad actor out there? Good luck. High switching costs moving from podcast to, uh, podcast listening app to podcast listening app. Even though the RSS feed is open and free, it's still a pain. Not a lot of people want to do it. So these fights that we're seeing right now, and we've seen previously, and of course we'll see again in the future, really are around a lot of different aspects. But when you boil it down, it really comes down to four things that these fights break down to. Privacy and security is one. Arguably the most important. Privacy and security of data, of listeners, of what they're listening to, how they're listening, other information they might get. It's a big battle. A lot of battles raging on privacy and security. Ongoing arguments over metrics and analytics. What counts as a download? Do we care about downloads? No. Um, other aspects that come to measuring and tracking the effectiveness of podcasting. Lots of fights about this. There's also standards and conventions. How do we modify this thing called an RSS feed? What do we uniformly understand to be good metrics? What sorts of files were we allowed to be inside of an RSS feed and how should we deal with those? All those standards and metrics, all those standards and, conven standards and conventions are important. Most, madding most maddeningly are the arguments surrounding what is and isn't a podcast. And I'm not <laughs> going to even <sighs> jump into that fight because that's really, really dumb. So the point of all this, I'm, the reason I'm bringing this to you here is what do we do as podcasters? That minor role that we have during this during these power dynamic struggles that are out there. I think we have to choose a position. And I've picked five different positions. There might be more, but I think there are five. So the first one is the position of being an activist. I clearly fit into this role. I play the activist all the time. I have a position on every single thing I talked about. 
and I will have more positions on them now. Do you, as a working podcaster, also want to take an activist role? You don't have to, but you might want to. You might also become the apologist, the person who has preferences, who accepts and trusts some people doing certain things a certain way, and will try their best to get everybody else to follow along with it, you know, being an apologist for, for these companies. I have a little bit of that in me as well. I certainly have some preferences, and I certainly understand why things are done certain ways, and I want to make sure I'm raising those flags and waving them proudly when I possibly can. Maybe you want to change things as an insider. Maybe you're a podcaster working for one of these other service entities that I mentioned. Maybe you're working to make some modifications to changes from the inside. Maybe you're an outsider. Maybe you are tangentially related to podcasting and you bring other experiences and skills from other industries to the mix because you've seen how this power dynamic shakes out and you want to offer some assistance. You can do it as an outsider as well. Or maybe more likely, you're uninterested. All of these arguments don't really matter. You just want to sit back and make content that your audience enjoys. I totally understand that. There are many days when I want to do that same thing as well. So I don't know that I'm pushing you towards one way or the other. Which of these positions? I, honestly, I think it's a spectrum. I think I ride most of those at some particular point. And I think you probably do as well. So it's good to understand that. What are the, what roles do we have? What can we do? Because we can make some effects. So we can affect some changes. Even though we don't have a lot of power in this di power dynamic struggle of podcasting. So I'm going to wrap up with three things this time. I know three things. Hey, Evo's long winter's nap is coming up. You know, I take off November and December, right? That's coming up. And once again, I'm opening up the show to other working podcasters who would like to have this show as a platform for them to share their thoughts and ideas, not self-promotional stuff. You know what I do here. This is all about philosophy, future thinking, ways to make podcasting better. If you've got an idea about that, you want to collaborate on something, reach out to me, Evo at, what do you want to send it to? No, just send it to thisisevo at gmail.com. That's a simple thing to do. Easy to find me on Twitter, everywhere else. Please go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra to support the show and tell a friend about podcast pontifications. That's it. See you tomorrow for another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few.
you can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donations4abortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.